You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that thou... Would you join me for a word of prayer? Gracious Lord Jesus, down these many millennia, your words have passed to us hand to hand from your disciples. Lord, as we come into the presence of those words today and receive a very challenging teaching, we begin by remembering that you have carried our burden for us and that you know our every weakness. And so, we implore you for your help. Help us not only to rightly understand these words, but give us the power and the will to live in accord with them. And this we ask in your most precious name, which is forever Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, these are challenging words from Jesus today. There's no doubt about it. And as we tackle them, as we listen to them, as we try to receive them, it's important to remember the cumulative nature of Jesus' teachings up to this point. If we haven't started to seriously wrestle with our anger and start to control it, lest it control us, if we haven't started to wrestle with our overwhelming desires and, and learn to more and more become the kind of people who are people of our word, transparent, as we said last week, for whom there's great congruity between every word and our actions, today's teaching will seem hopelessly out of reach. And this is indeed the point at which most people simply give up on the Sermon on the Mount and assume either that they're too hopelessly depraved to ever attempt to get at us, or that it's a good thing Jesus forgives sins because this is the way I intend to sin. Neither one of those is a good response. I can tell you for a fact that there have been many times in my life especially with practical or applied knowledge, where something that at one time seemed hopelessly out of reach with application and um, earnest endeavor became something within reach. I was a saxophone major back in college. For my senior recital, I did a piece called the Tableau de Provence. It started in six sharps and modulated to seven flats. And it went. Now, if my professor had approached me with that freshman year, I'm quite certain I would have graduated in accounting. But as it was, he started me in something much simpler. And as I mastered more and more of the stuff I had to learn, that became something that was within reach and finally something I could perform on my senior recital. It's the same way with Jesus' teachings. These are progressive. We move from anger through desire, through becoming 
more integrated people into this, which is a very, very challenging teaching. Now, let's start with where he starts. The Lex Talionis, the law of retribution, as it's called, which we heard first from the Old Testament. The important thing for us to hear and to understand, because you hear those words and they sound brutal and barbaric. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a burn for a burn, a hand for a hand. I mean, this, is, this sounds horribly brutal. I want you to understand that at the time this was introduced, this was a great leap forward in human morality. Because up till then, the biggest dog ruled the pile. So, you know, you break my finger, I break your face. You take one hand, I take two. You hurt my son, I kill yours. The Lex Talionis ensured that retribution was never more than exactly what had been the harm inflicted in the first place. It became a law of justice and balance rather than simply who could inflict the most damage on the other person. It was a great leap forward. But Jesus is going to leap further now with this teaching. He's going to take us toward human perfection because he wants to address not just behavior, but the human heart that underlies that behavior. Now he's going to give us some examples here. And it's important to remember, like we've said with all the other antitheses, these are examples. This isn't a new law, and that's easy to demonstrate. First of all, it's not detailed enough to be a law. There aren't enough cases covered. There's lots of other ways we could harm one here that aren't covered. Plus, you could even obey Jesus' words technically and totally violate the spirit of it. Someone slaps you on your right face. My kids are here just thinking, what's this, what's this position, guys? Preparation for what? Yeah, backstrike. <laughs> I could turn, I could give him my other cheek and knock his head off as I do it. In fact, you hear people say that, right? <laughs> I'll give you my other cheek, and then, <laughs> then I'm going to get my revenge. But we could obey this Jesus' words and still be violating the spirit in which they're off. Now, these words are about personal injury, and that also is easy to demonstrate because this is the part of the law Jesus goes to. Jesus' principles here are not to be used for institutional reform, no, nor are they to be applied to other people. We never turn someone else's cheek for them. If we see someone being abused, charity, love, calls us to get in the way and defend them. But if someone comes at us, this is when Jesus' words begin to become active. And Jesus is laying out for us some reactions that would be typical of the kind of person who is increasingly at home in the kingdom of God. Someone who is in contact with God, in communion with Him, and immersed in the flow of God's life. Because this is the way God looks at those who afflict Him. And thank God for it, right? So that we finally see this culminate when Jesus is being nailed to the cross and He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Someone comes at us and injures us, 
Just as with the other teachings that preceded it, the first thing we should realize is that the person attacking us is not only our opponent, but they are a precious human being made in the image of God, so precious to God that He even died on the cross to save them. That ought to change our perspective on what's happening in this situation. Yes, there are opponents. We may be called to act to defend others, or there may be something we have to do to defend ourselves in a situation of ongoing abuse. But when someone simply comes at me, I'm to think first about the fact that this is someone precious to God, and that's going to start to tailor my reaction. So here's pay attention to the example Jesus gives. Things like getting smacked on the back, on the right cheek. Now, in the Middle East, if you've never been there, you don't use your left hand in public because this is the hand you use to clean yourself. So, right hand is, 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 is so important. If you've been smacked on the cheek, what did somebody smack you with? The back of the hand. It's an act of contempt. It's meant to shame you publicly. In the same way, being forced to carry someone's material for them a mile might shame you publicly or make you feel your oppressed status. Do you know a Roman soldier could walk up to any Jew and take off their 30 or 40 or 50 pound back and set pack and hand it them and say, I need you to carry this a mile from me. That was completely legal. But if you were that person singled out to carry that pack, wouldn't you feel all the shame of the fact that your people are oppressed and that you're being dominated by a foreign power? Jesus is calling us to move beyond our sense of being dissed, to use some street language, <laughs> being disrespected, to realize there's more at play here. And um, I heard an interview this week that really, that really helped me to get a grip on how challenging this teaching is. Um, this was a rapper named Kingface. Never heard of him before because I'm not really a rap aficionado. And this is probably one of the few times you'll hear me use rap as an example in my sermon. But he came on an interview show. And he was talking about some of the things that are going on in the black community. And he's trying to be a force for good there. Um, has a real checkered history. Came out of the, the mean streets of New York. And he's, he's trying to make a positive influence now. And he said, you know, one of the things I realized... It, it, is that we need to teach compliance to reasonable requests in our community. So if a policeman pulls me over at night, he says, let me tell you what I do now. I roll down every window in the car. I turn on the lights inside the car. I put the keys to the car on the hood of the car, and I put my hands at 10 and 2 on the steering wheel. So that when that officer approaches my car, he knows he has nothing to fear. See, I may feel like he pulled me over because I'm all over in tattoos and I look like a thug. I may think he pulled me over because I'm a black man and that's what they do to black people. But what never makes the news are all the times that someone simply pulls a gun out. And what started as a simple traffic stop ends in a policeman going home in a body bag. He's worried about going home to his family that night. I'm worried about getting a ticket. I can extend him a little courtesy and respect. 
Now, nowhere in this interview did King Face indicate that he was a Christian. He was simply recognizing the humanity of another person who just had a job to do. And that would be exactly analogous to that Roman soldier who just had a job to do and was probably hundreds of miles from his family. And that, that is without the knowledge a Christian has. That a person is precious and made in the image of God and that God died that they might be redeemed. And that, to take Jesus' words where he said, they know not what they do, that when we do violence to others, that moment passes, but the violence we've done is always staining our soul. And we are damaging ourselves even unto eternity. To remember that when someone wrongs us, that is the hardest thing in life. But it is the heart that Jesus wants to address. And we get this because at the end, after several things where he talks about personal injury, then he says, and by the way, if someone wants to lend you money, do that too. Like lending money is a personal injury. It's not. He's trying to get us to look at the person behind the action. This is challenging. When I stand up here and preach like this without notes, you don't know this, but I, I work on the sermon ahead of time and I kind of rehearse it, especially when I have a few free moments. I was rehearsing this out on Route 33 yesterday as I drove to Lowe's. And I was going 72 miles an hour, which was apparently not nearly fast enough. <laughs> because Four cars, three from New York, one from Florida, were doing this. It looked like Jeff Gordon was trying to hit the finish line. And every time I was cut off and there was a near accident, I'm thinking, okay, God, this is the test, right? <laughs> they're precious. They're made in your sight. They're made in your image, and you died to redeem them. Actually works to control your road rage. <laughs> Can I share that with you? <laughs> At least to dampen it a little bit. But that's a small example compared to the one I want to end with. This same rapper um, talked about um, how far we, this reconciliation can take us. This way of looking at the person who's afflicting us can take us. I mentioned he had a checkered background and plenty he by his own admission, he wasn't proud of his past. He told the story of, there was a, a man in, he went to high school with, who tried five times to shoot him. Now you won't be surprised to know that that person ended up in jail for a time. What you might be surprised to know is that this rapper who has now become a community activist and he has a studio in his, in his neighborhood and he brings young men in and tries to teach them skills that are marketable and get out there and do things as they record their music and do all kinds of stuff, teach them responsibility and things like this. He saw this guy walking down the street after he'd gotten out of jail and he came up to him and he said, the guy looked like a ghost. Like... He looked at me and he thought, my number's up. This is the moment this guy's going to get me. It's revenge time. So I looked at him and said, you know what? 
You didn't kill me. You didn't kill anyone I love. This is over as far as I'm concerned. I hope it's over as far as you're concerned too. He said, you know what? He said, that man has become like a brother to me. He said, if I have any drama, I can call him at midnight and he'll be at my door to help me deal with it. When someone attacks us, when someone tries to shame us, this is what they expect. We don't know what might happen to them if we don't act like they expect. Gandhi didn't act the way the British expected and it freed his whole continent from British rule. We might call forth from the other a remembrance that they are someone precious and made in God's image. And they might recognize our name. Only so can we hope to find Jesus' peace, a peace that passes all understanding. Will you join me for a word of prayer? Lord God, this is a difficult teaching. Difficult to, maybe not to wrap our minds around, but it's difficult to wrap our hearts around. Help us, Lord, to do the hard work working out our salvation with fear and trembling. Lord, we're not going to earn our salvation with this. We are going to become more the people who created us to be. Help us to deal with our anger and our overwhelming desires and, and to become people of more integrity that we might look upon even those who injure us or seek to shame us and see them as, as potentially your children, as people made in your image for whom you died and who could respond in faith to your message the same way we have. Help us to have your character as we deal with a world that typically runs by shame. Grant us strength to become your people, not just because you've declared us to be so, which is true, but because we've grown into the fullness of your likeness. And this is what we ask in your precious name, which is forever Jesus the Christ. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my light.